safe space is a place where Black men learn, heal, thrive, and value the freedom to be. A safe space allows Black men to color outside the lines without judgment, stigmas, biases, or boundaries. A safe space is a place where our Black voices impacts and counts. And here are your hosts, Ty Baker Jr. and Dax Addy. Welcome back. That's what we do. <laughs> I think this episode eight, I keep saying that every time we start because I'm like, man. One of them got to be right. Right. Yeah, but it, <laughs> that's it. We've we just been naturally just rolling and it just feels so good. So I'm like, I hope it's episode eight and the listeners out there, y'all tell us wherever we at. But we got a good one today. Uh, we're going to be hitting on fatherhood. Yep. We got a great guest. Dax, go ahead and introduce him real quick, and I'm going to keep going. Well, y'all, I'm going to say this, all right? This is a good friend of mine, big homie, kind of like a mentor, big brother. You know, he's uh, he was somebody that encountered some of the steps of life, or life before I got there. So, you know, it's always good to have somebody close in age that you can talk and rap to. This show, at the end of the day, it's about real people, issues we have, talking and kind of resolving it. So today... We felt like it was a good opportunity to bring in one of the homies, you know, yeah. somebody that I know from around the way a long time. you know, And a big supporter it. of the show. Yeah, for sure. Big Listen. supporter. This is right. the first dude to like and share everything on our page. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get your mind right dot com. <laughs> okay, that's it. So once again, everybody, you know, without further ado, my boy, Big Will. Man, thanks for having me. Steph. Man, I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited. This, this particular topic is just like one that's near and dear to my heart. So yeah. I appreciate y'all having me. I remember whenever you, uh, I think you were like the first person to comment on one of our Instagram posts and you're like, yo, I want to be on the show. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll have you on. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Not saying to anybody else out there being like, you know what I mean? But I was just like, because you know, I will post and I'm going to get all these like messages right away. And I'm like, oh, those are bots. So I'm just like, oh, there's another <laughs> right. bot out there. <laughs> then I was like, oh, Dax Paul <laughs> But no, we're, I'm blessed to have you on. No, um, thank you. I, I watch your stuff on Instagram as well. And Dax and I have talked about you a lot. So I'm, I'm blessed to have you here. I appreciate it. Brother. Yeah, for sure. We're going to dive right into it because uh, I'm going to tell you guys now this is going to be a part two. And we got some special guests uh, for part two. So we're going to dive right into it. Yeah, um, man. You know, I told you, Dax, whenever I first came up with the idea for this, this was originally supposed to be with me and my dad. Yeah. And, you know, me and my dad had a great, great relationship growing up. But at the time, I wasn't married and I didn't have kids. So that's why I was like, all right, let me get my pops on here. Let me have him be a part of this. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about fatherhood from his standpoint and from my standpoint as well. Fast forward, shoot, three years, four years later, I'm now married and I got five boys. So... It completely changed my mindset of what fatherhood is because now I am a father and I'm experiencing it to the full tilt. So um, that's why I was like, let's talk about black fathers and celebrate them. Mm. So that's what we're going to do today. We're not here to bash. We're not here to degrade. We're here to celebrate black fatherhood. I can rock with that. I can rock with that. And just for the record, I'm not there yet. Okay, I understand my colleagues are losing money as we speak, and that's all right. I love these dudes, you know what I'm saying? But I'm going to work with them. But it's definitely a good thing to kind of see that, you know, you guys have kind of matured into this position and to have the questions, you know, from my perspective, you know, what it's like, you know, what is this thing? So I can top, you know, if you want me to start it off, I'll go ahead and throw sure, something go at ahead, you. Go ahead, right? throw, throw something throw at me because, right? you know, I, I, I can right. talk all day. Like so, 
Let me ask y'all this, okay? And this is a question for both of you guys. What is the biggest celebration to you all, right, when you first become a father? Yeah, Will, you, exactly. That was for you. <laughs> to me, first and foremost, as a man, I think that fatherhood is probably the, the most rewarding and the most fulfilling thing that a man can do, right? Just to know that you created something that you're responsible for, you know, you're, you're, you're responsible for uh, molding them, teaching them. And these people look just like you. They live in your house. It's just something that's so awesome about that. Right. But it's a huge responsibility. So upon having these children, like I always say, kids don't ask to be here. Right. Right. So as a father, me, I'm obligated. It's not an option to be in their life. I'm obligated. So no matter what I go through with their moms and stuff like that, for me, they are the most important, right? So you have to lead that way. Yeah. And that's first and foremost what I think about every time I had one. When each one of them was born, that's what I thought about, the responsibility, right? And I had my son first. So I had my son at 19. So I've been a parent my whole adult life. You know what wow. I mean? So we, we kind of grew up together. He's 24 now. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I had my daughters to where life kind of shifted for me. Right. The way that I saw fatherhood shifted a little bit. Because now I'm the example for them, right? Mm. So the way that I interact with their mothers matters, right? The way that I treat them matters. Because now I'm looking, I'm looking at fatherhood from the scope of who will they ultimately want to have as a partner in their life. Right. And I want them to be comfortable and confident in having someone like their dad. Yeah. So keeping that in mind that I'm the example, that's what I think about every day. Yeah. It's crazy that you said that because I, I was thinking about what you were talking about when I first met my wife and how I was trying to mentally prepare myself from going to being single to literally a dad overnight. Yep. And I remember when I first met her, I was like, I don't want to meet the kids until I know you and I are 100% good to go. Sure. You know, so and you were saying, you know, you were trying to make you prepare yourself to make sure that they were good to go. I'm sitting here thinking, am I going to be a cool dad for them? You know, because... One was already 16, one was four, 10, you know? So it's like, I just want to make sure I'm the cool dad. But as we start progressing, I'm like, I got to be more than just a cool dad. I am their dad. For sure. You know, they're looking to me to guide them, to love them, to hug them, to discipline them, to give them everything they need. So it was, a, I wouldn't say a shift, but uh, I can't think of a good word to use. I guess I will just use shift, but um Overnight, I was like, you know, this is for real. These are young, not just men, but young black men that I'm raising up. Mm -hmm. So I have to raise them completely different. You know, I remember when my son started driving. That was a whole different topic. You know, put your your license here. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, then my little one started school. So it's interesting listening to, you know, how you started out and to how I started out as well. So you had uh, a reference. Yeah a point of reference from your, with your father. Yeah, most definitely. So I'm curious as to how do you feel you fought? What's the difference between the way you father and the way your father fathered you? He took the question right out of my <laughs> mouth. Yep. You know, I try my hardest to, to follow how my dad fathered. And I was always my dad. Mm. Always. Literally. I joke all the time. I, I literally was working with my dad from the time I was six years old. to I was, you know, 19, but not like in a, you know, you're, you got to work with me, but teaching me the ways of, of how to be a man. You know, I remember getting out of school and just hanging out, 
You know, even if I didn't know what I was doing, he put me on the lawnmower, let him ride with it. He let me push it. So just always spending quality time with me. And that's what I'm trying my hardest to do with my kids now is making sure that they have quality time with mom and dad Mm -hmm. so that they know that they are loved, you know, that they are appreciated. So that's the one thing that I really try to take from him. Being someone who didn't have a reference, my father was uh, incarcerated most of my life Mm -hmm. and my mother was addicted to alcohol. So Mm -hmm. in terms of uh, parenthood, I didn't really have a good reference. Mm -hmm. But then again, I kind of did because I knew what I didn't want to be. Yeah. Right. For my children. Right. And so those are the things that I think about. Right. I think and it's hard. Right. Because sometimes you can try to be everything for these children. Mm -hmm. Right. But they still will do or and be whoever they're going to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Here's the thing. Right. When you're trying to give your children everything. Right. Yeah. And make sure that they don't make the mistakes that you made. You kind of rob them of perspective. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm. 100%. Because now they're expecting all of this. Mm-hmm. Right. But one of the, the biggest lessons that I learned, I would say, is to not dismiss my children's experiences. Right. right? Because I grew up so tough. You know, when they come to me with certain stuff, it's easy to say, oh, man, I ain't nothing. I had to do this, 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 this. Right. Right. But I think when you do that, it keeps them from wanting to be honest or communicating with you about whatever they're going through. Yeah. What I started doing now is using my experiences to help them through whatever they're going through without telling them, oh, that's not nothing. Right. Because it's something to them. Right. And the reason why they're not going through the things we had to go through is by design. Right. Right. Like we we're making it that way. Mm-hmm. So it's a fine line between spoiling and mm-hmm. teaching them these responsibilities. But I think to me, that line is communication. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So making sure that you're communicating with the kids. And that that's something that I'm big on 100%. with my children. When I was when I had my oldest son, I didn't know how to do that. Right. I didn't know how to communicate it. It was discipline. It was hoping that he got something from watching me, but I really didn't know what I was doing because mm-hmm. I was still a kid too. Yeah. But when I had my daughters and listening to some of the things that my son told me, it was like, okay, I, I know how I need to do this now. Now I have a 15 month old. Mm. So now I know what I want to be for her. Right. You know what I mean? So it's a learning lesson for you as a parent, but also for the children. Oh, you yeah. just got to look at it that way. Yeah. It's crazy because I'm learning every single day. Mm-hmm. There's not one day that I don't go by and I'm just like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. You know, I remember when I had my first biological son, I literally didn't know what I was doing. Like, I'm like, I don't know, I changed some diaper. I don't know anything. But, you know, going back to what you were saying with communicating and spoiling on stuff like that. One thing in our household is we try to be together as much as possible. And we always have open communication. Mm -hmm. When we eat dinner, we all eat dinner together at the table. No cell phones, no TV, no music. We try to sit down. How was your day? You know, even if we're mad at me, my wife's mad at me or my kids, we always sit down together to have some type of consistency, you know? And when I first met my wife, she spoiled the mess out of the kids. (laughs) I mean, she still does now, but I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know, we can't just always give, 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 give. Because like you said, it changes their perspective for things. Absolutely. Even if we were super rich, you know, I need to show them how to gain a dollar, how to earn a dollar. Mm-hmm. But having that open communication, like you said, I think is key. Because in my household growing up, we had open communication, but I, I never felt like I could always be authentic with my parents. You know, I always tell my kids, you guys can come and tell me anything you want as long as you're not disrespecting us. Right. You come up to me cursing me out, that's a whole different situation. But I I let them have that freedom to speak because one thing my wife always tells me, 
as your kids are watching and learning everything that you're doing mm -hmm. and they can actually teach you things. Yep. Me and my six year old, we are like oil and water. <laughs> <laughs> that joker right there. I love, love him to death. But sometimes he just be testing my patience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's like, Ty, you have to listen to him. He's a person also yeah. just because he's a kid doesn't mean that his opinion doesn't matter. And I remember she first said, no, I'm the adult. I'm the parent. He's going to listen to me. I had to take a step back and really look at would my dad or, you know, my mom do that to me, you mm -hmm. know? And like I said, it's still a work in progress, yeah. you know, helping him understand to be respectful when you're, when he's talking as well. And for me to take a step back and actually listen to what he's saying, because mm -hmm. he's extremely intelligent, probably too smart for his age, but having that communication, I think is key. Um, and being parents, especially being a father. That was, I think that was one of my questions to you guys. How important is it to be a great listener to your kids? On a scale of one to 10, what would you rank that? What would you rank that? A 10. I mean, it, yeah. it's important to be a good listener in life. Okay. Forget just being a parent, just yeah. in, in life, right? Like, but I don't think you really learn that until you get older, right? Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of times we listen to respond mm -hmm. instead of listening to understand. And it's a big difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I always say, man, like your kids deserve to be respected as well. Mm -hmm. Right. And the issue I think that our parents had is they were never honest about mistakes they made because they always mm -hmm. wanted to make themselves look like they were perfect parents. Right. Mm -hmm. hey, mama, my mama was perfect, dog. My mama was, mama was too. Right? <laughs> even, even though I'm seeing her hiding these she bottles make, under Mama, under you ain't make no the, mistakes. The, the I don't know what they talk about, you, but you ain't make no mistakes. Listen, <laughs> but it's so important for your children to see you as human, right? I made mistakes before, too. Yeah. Like, it's not to say that when you make this mistake, it's not going to be an issue, because yeah. it is going to be an issue. I just want to make sure you learn from that mistake, though. Yeah, that's and that's where we come in at. Yeah. But that's where fathers in general are important at, Right. So I, I personally have an issue when we're not viewed as equal parents. Yeah. That's an mm. issue for me. And from a society standpoint, whenever you're not with the mother, fathers aren't looked at as equal parents. Mm -mm. Oh, it's wow. the mother here and it's the father here. You know what I mean? And and to me, that's disheartening. Yeah. Because it gives the wrong picture to the children. Right. Mm. Mm -hmm. So when the kids come to you and you have the kids because they see the way this is all going, they may not listen to you because mom's supposed to be running everything. Right. Right. Keywords you said supposed to be. Absolutely. But that's where that communication comes in. At, right. Yeah, so right. you got to be honest with your children. Obviously, you, you know, it's age specific. It's only a certain amount of things you can give mm -hmm. children at a certain age. But you still want to make sure you keep those lines of communication open. Right. When you're in those situations, in my opinion. Yeah. So listening, communication, right? What other tools do you think are like effective tools that fathers usually see, you know, from the rip, the developmental years that works in the household, you know, when you're, when you're parenting? Being patient. That's probably the number one key thing. You're not patient, Ty? <laughs> you believe in the belt? I was going to jump in and say what you said. You said be a good listener. Man, it's so true what you said because my wife was always like, you're not, you don't listen. And She's like, you listen to respond, and that's it. And I'm not going to lie. That's a, a lot of times, yeah. Hey. <laughs> but it, it's true said. This you, man know you're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. You're like, no. 
That's true. I don't mean that. I don't mean it in a negative way. I'm a mitigate because I know she's going to listen and hear this. She's going to be like, hey, you better not lie on there. He's talking all this mess to these people. You better tell them the truth. Since you're right, he a jerk. <laughs> but like Will said, you know, listening and communicate, but most definitely patience because one thing my homeboy told me this uh, at our baby shower um, for our first son, his wife was there and she just seemed so flustered, you know, because they only had like one kid. And she was like, you know, the, the hardest thing that I've, I've had to come to grips with is I don't have patience anymore. And she was like, like you said at the beginning, she didn't ask to be here, but I have to listen to what she's asking me. I have to take the time and understand what she's trying to convey to me because she's learning also. Mm-hmm. They're new to this world also. And that hit me so hard. And I try my hardest to keep that inside of me because when my three-month-old is crying and I'm like, come on, it's okay, be quiet. He's still learning as well. He just got here. Mm-hmm. He's fresh to the game, you know? So yeah. he doesn't know, you know, if you're hungry to say, daddy, I want food. He doesn't even want to talk yet. Same thing with my one-year-old. He's still learning. Now he's, he's learning to point at things and he's starting to talk more. So he's trying to convey through his speech, but you have to be patient enough to understand what they're wanting and what they need. And I know for me, sometimes I have zero patience, you know, but there's just things from, you know, you know, the, the, the work we work, uh, the field mm. we work in. So it's like yeah, you bring that home and it's like, I just want some peace of quiet. Right. <laughs> you know, 15 times a day. I, yeah. I want to add on to that. Uh, what, what do you think on that? Uh, I mean, I agree. It's, I agree. I mean, patience. you know, patience is probably the number one, number two most important thing in, in parenting. Uh, let me say this, though. I, this, this all didn't just. Like, I didn't just walk in here like this perfect person. He right? did. He <laughs> did. So he I, did. I've been I seen it at the for door. a long time, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, therapy, I, I mean, I've been in therapy since my mom passed 13 years ago, oh, right? Wow. So I don't have any living parents. So for me, uh, I just felt like my life was just spiraling. Mm-hmm. So I needed to help, you know what I mean? But through therapy, it taught me how to effectively communicate. Mm-hmm. It taught me how to be a good listener. It taught me all of these things, right? And the, I would say the the number one thing that that I learned to do is lead with love, right? Yeah. And that's just in life, yeah. right? Lead with love, lead with respect, but especially with your children. Yeah. Because those are the most important Things people that, in your life. You know yeah. what I mean? So you have to find a way to lead with love, even when it's hard to do. Right. You know what I mean? It's not always easy. They're going to do things that's going to piss you off. They're going to do things that's going to get on your nerve. But you got to remember, man, I, I, love, I love you. You know what yeah. I mean? So a lot of times I'll take a step back or if I if I find myself getting there, I'll take, you know, take a few minutes and then I'll address it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But me and my son, it's hard for my son now because he's grown. So I don't handle him like a kid anymore. Right. <laughs> so when he does stuff to piss me off, we at it. Hey, <laughs> we'll say, hey, I locked the room. Yeah. I'm going to box you today, bro. <laughs> we, at we at it. You know what I mean? Until you can't beat me. I'm going to beat you. (laughs) One of the things we're going through now is because, you know, we he is the product of like a co-parenting situation. Mm -hmm. But he he grew up in under his mother's roof. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So the way she did things and her and his his uh, stepdad. So now that I have him and he's living with me, you know, it's different. I'm different. He knows that. So it's growing pains. You got got to go through some things. But I love having him at this stage of his life because. This is his introduction to adulthood. Mm-hmm. Now I now I have the reins on teaching him how to be a man, what it is to be a man, mm-hmm. what it is to be empathetic, right? 
um, understanding how the moves you got to make, how you got to make them, right. you know, being a man of your word, being a man of principle, right? Like those kind of things. I love being able to teach my son every day. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of ups and downs. Patience is absolutely necessary. But, I mean, it, you, you'll figure it out. Yeah. And, t- and taking the time, like what's that? Like I most definitely am not the perfect father <laughs> by any means. You know, like I said, I, I'm learning every single day. And it's working with your partner as well. Yeah. You know, even if you're in, uh, if you're not married to your, your your husband or to your baby daddy or your mom or baby mom or whatever, it's working with them because at the end of the day, you still have a child together. Right. You know, so it's making sure that you're doing what's best for that child. Because a lot of times, I may discipline in, um, our kids, and my wife is like, "Oh, you should have tried it this way." You know, my mind, I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." But then you know, I go back and I'm like, "All right, I'm looking." How she does it, and I'm like, oh, dang, well, maybe I should have listened. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because here's something when you said lead with love. Um, I'm always thinking back to whenever, like, one of my kids gets in trouble, my wife is like, okay, well, tell me this. Why, why did you do that? And I'm like, no, why the hell did you do that? <laughs> you know? I won't beat you first. But I'm trying to figure out what to do first. I think I should get my anger out first, and then we'll talk about it and come back to you. Yeah. Because I'm bigger than you. You know that, right? So no, my next question for y'all is, when you're listening, like, do you listen to the girls? I know both of you guys, you know what I'm saying? Do you listen to your girls differently? You listen to your boys? And for you, do you tend to listen to your sons differently? Like, do they hear differently? My wife says I do. <laughs> she always says I, I give my 19-year-old more grace. Because <laughs> you're trying to kick them out first. That's, <laughs> that's the only reason why you're doing it. I get that part. Be like, hey, bro, you're on your way out. I ain't got to argue with you too much. <laughs> I wouldn't say that uh, I listen to them differently, but because there's such an age gap between all of them, mm-hmm. I may move differently with them. You know, my 19 year old, obviously, you know, I talk to him more of like a man because he's he's an adult now. Okay. You know, he's moving into the world, uh, not solo, but he's moving into the world to figure out what he wants to do with his life. Whereas my six year old, you know, he's in first grade, you know, so. I have to be a little more, more patient with him. And my three month and one year old, I gotta be very patient. I gotta I gotta throttle it all the way back. You know? So you're going through a full like y'all going through a full array of emotions. Yeah, yeah. Is it the same for you too? I would say it's the same, man. Um I don't know that I'd listen to them differently. I think that I think you gotta parent each kid differently because they're different people. Yeah. So you can have your base, like your foundation in terms of like standard rules per se let's say rules of the house Mm -hmm. right but the way that you manage each child is different yeah because they receive the information differently so but you got to know enough about your child to know how they receive what Mm. what what buttons to push to get them to understand where you're coming from you know what i mean because i can i can go in there like Alyssa's more passive aggressive quiet you know what i mean like callie is more like out there so i know with callie i can tell her hey man look you got to do this, this, is this. Alyssa, you got to be a little more gentle, kid gloves, like, hey, you know what I mean? We yeah. not doing, yeah. Absolutely. The point is still the same, yeah. you know what I mean? But you got to you gotta figure out what makes your child go, yeah, what got, motivates them. I got a question for both of y'all. How did y'all fess up when y'all found out which child was more like y'all? <laughs> <laughs> that one had me laughing because I know they're going to do They're going to have to do it themselves. <laughs> I'm gonna answer it. We're gonna answer this question, and then we're gonna pause right there, and we're gonna we're gonna pick it up for on the next episode. But before I do, I like to think I was you know great growing. I up. I think you beat yourself. That's how you introduce <laughs> yourself. You're like, hey, 
all them brown belts in my closet. <laughs> no, it's funny you say that because, like, man, when I tell you my one year old is a tear, Lord have mercy. That joker think he the man in the house. He think he the man of the house. And he wants to do things his way or no way. And that's it. And when it comes, man, you had to ask this you know question. Why I'm dead. <laughs> All right. I had to ask the question. <laughs> you had to ask. Listen, y'all. He here explaining himself to me. <laughs> I got to cross my leg. Like, <laughs> he think he the man of the house. You are the man of the house, Mr. Sir. So you tell me about this young man yourself at the same time. Tell my time. wife not to watch this episode. Right. <laughs> I may sometimes tend to like to do things my way. <laughs> so, this is so as, funny as, He is like a spitting image of me. And I'm just like, I'm like, just listen to me. Like, I'll, and he's so like, my kids are so smart. And I, I know parents are always like, oh, I could, no, this joke is super smart. I'll be like, why'd you do that? And he's like, Huh? Huh? And I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> like, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> now, for me, I think all, all of my kids have something of me, right? It's just, it just happens, man. I mean, my, I would say that um, my son is probably the one that gives me the most grief. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, you know, he's smart. He's witty. Uh-huh. And he's funny, so it's just the way that he does things. Like if you, I, I'm telling you, it's, it's a reality show at my house every day. Hey. If I could just put a camera up in my house, man, we could really like do so, that. right? Absolutely, because it's, it's it's comedy every day. Yeah. Like if you see my son like impersonate me, or uh-huh. oh man, it's the it's just the funniest thing. He looked just like you. I feel Bruh. like that joke would be like, hey man, what's your favorite car? You be like my truck. He be like, bet I'll take that one. Man, it, it just—I mean—but you see little things of of yourself in in all of your children at some uh, point because you you around them so much and you have such an influence on them that I mean, eventually they will do some things or say some things, just like you do, and you'd be like, "Dang, what am I gonna do with this?" Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna flip that question then to your wives. Hold hold that thought. Mm-hmm. Let's pick it up. Let's we're gonna do part two real quick. This is going to get real good, y'all. It's 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 going to get real good. (laughs) You guys, thank you for listening to this episode. Please, please, please tune in to the very next one. We are picking up exactly where we left off. So if you want to hear how this ends, you got to listen to the next one. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Will, for being here. We're going to pick this up on episode nine. So stay tuned. And thank you again. Thank you, guys. Thank Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Please be sure to like share, and comment on all of our social media platforms. 